Welcome to the Food Peace Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Fertility Nutrition Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now, let's get this party started. We are here with another episode of Food Peace Please Pod, and I am very excited about today's topic because we are going to dive into what is the true meaning of health. But before we get there, uh, I need to know, Susan, what is up with you? What is new in your hood? Oh, good question. So we actually, I feel like we're finally getting our house in Pennsylvania more settled. Um, We almost have like all of the painting done. Thank goodness. I'm never painting ever again. Um, (laughs) And like we have things up on the walls. Like I feel like it's just like coming together really nicely. Um, We have the carpet replaced too, which made a huge difference. Although like caveat, the cat. So we have a cat and he peed and pooped on the new carpet. Oh my God. Yeah. While my husband, we were, I was at home and my husband came home for a few days. Yeah. So Cats are interesting. <laughs> what is basically name? I can't remember. Bucky. Oh. Like Bucky Badger. Oh. That's what was yeah, called. Yeah, he sounds really cute, but he's clearly not He just really has an opinion uh, and he gets angry when you leave him. Even though he's not very nice when you're around, he apparently just likes human interaction. <laughs> Yeah, Anyways, I digress. But <laughs> what about you? What's new with you? Uh, well, I got married uh, 10 days ago. So that's a pretty big life change. Uh, it was it was perfect. It was really, really fun. Um, it was just – it was – yeah. I don't even know. I can't believe it happened, honestly. Everyone kept saying like it's going to feel like a blur. So that day I was really – so intentional about like being present and I was like constantly trying to like absorb every moment and it just doesn't matter like you're in such a like (laughs) such a state that I feel like it I blinked my eye and it was over but it was amazing the weather was it was pretty good it wasn't too too hot um all the colors we picked and everything was beautiful um (laughs) You know, I've talked before about the paranoia about like looking good in my dress and that all, it fit my, it fit me. It was fine. It was just like my brain being crazy. Um, And it was really just like so, 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 so beautiful. So ah, I'm actually, I'm sad it's over, but I'm also like, I don't know, not that I'm happy it's over, but like it feels good to not have that like crazy to-do list of all the things to do for the wedding because the last like three weeks before the wedding, it was, it was just crazy. Like I couldn't believe how thin I was being spread with all the weird things that kept popping up before the wedding. So it feels kind of good to just like have routine back and not be planning a wedding anymore. Um, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I'm married now. (laughs) 
That's so crazy. <laughs> so freaking weird. So crazy. Well, congratulations. Thank and you. thank you for sharing that with us. Cause yes. I know it is such a blur and like there's yeah, like this whole weird time frame afterwards, but you just, like you said, you get back into the flow of things and enjoy not having 50 million things on your to-do list. Yep, exactly. Um, and Susan had given me excellent advice to hire a videographer. So um, I actually just got an email today that the footage is being shipped. So I'm like really excited to watch it. Oh my gosh, that's really fast. Yeah, so this is the unedited footage. So it's just like okay. the raw um, footage. So the edited version, I don't know when we'll get that. But I honestly just like want to watch the ceremony again, even if it's not edited. So I'm excited. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're going to watch that a lot for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did that after I got married, watched it <laughs> a lot. And now I just basically watch it once a year, but you got to watch it a lot in the beginning because you just like have to relive it. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. Um, yeah. So the true meaning of health, I think this is really actually kind of a interesting tie-in to talking about like wedding and you decorating your house and moving because all those things are pretty stressful, big life events. And so I think as we today are talking about what's the meaning, the true meaning of health, I think we're going to touch on some interesting points. But before we kind of talk about that, I guess, Susan, we should probably start with what does culture, pop pop culture, aka diet culture, how do they define health in your opinion? So what I see a lot of is health is defined as a body size. So it's, you know, that like thin, muscular, uh, looking body, you know, of course, like a smaller shaped body. Um, it's a certain BMI, um, which BMI is very flawed and was never designed to be used as an indicator of health. Um, and yet that seems to be a huge thing that we use. Um, so I see it defined a lot as body size, BMI, and then it goes into the step further. I see it defined as like the things that people are eating, you know, like that certain things are deemed healthy and certain things are deemed unhealthy. And so there seems to be this huge focus on like the external and the way that people look and the things that they're eating. That seems to be the biggest thing. What do you seem to to notice? Yeah, I think I love that we're starting with body size because that's kind of the the first thing that popped out at me. It was that you can look at somebody's body and determine if they're a healthy or quote unquote unhealthy being. And that's just not <laughs> that's not true. We we can't determine whether someone is healthy or unhealthy versus on the way their their body looks. Um, and then I think, you know, I, I also kind of, again, just kind of because we're starting with body size, I think there also became a movement and especially I think in like the paleo world, um, 
the primal eating world of you don't want to be quote unquote skinny fat. And so I thought that's really interesting too, because I think there could be people listening to this saying to themselves like, oh yeah, I know somebody in a skinny body, quote unquote, also can be unhealthy. And and okay, sure. Yes, that's definitely true. But I think where what Susan and I are going to talk about today is different from this whole like skinny fat um, opinion is that they're still talking about how um, a person in a thinner body, how you can, you know, basically have to aim to have this like very strict way of eating and this certain like basically body fat percentage or muscle mass um, percentage in order to be deemed healthy. And again, I really want to drive this point home of you can look at someone with a shredded quote unquote body and they can be unhealthy. You can look at someone with, you know, like Susan was saying, BMI is a very flawed indicator of health, but you know, an overweight or obese quote unquote heavy quotations there BMI and they can be healthy. So it's really important that we realize that Susan and I aren't talking today about, oh, there's people that are skinny fat quote unquote. Like we are literally saying when you look at someone and you pass judgment on their health based on their physical appearance, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you literally, it's like trying to read a book in a different language you don't speak. You can't pretend that you know anything that's going on on that page of that book. It's the same thing. You cannot look at someone's physical appearance and pass judgment on their health. So I think that's really, really important for us to realize that it's something where the media, pop culture, even, you know, medical textbooks, like they have just gotten that wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think in saying all that, like it's important to remember if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally do that. Like I look at people and I judge people. And guess what? Like we're all about being honest here on this podcast. And I used to do that too, you know? And so I want to tell you that the reason why that is almost like an instinct for you is because of our culture. It's because of the way that you were raised and like inside of our culture in all of the way culture has like influenced the way that you view bodies and what's healthy. Like that is why you have like those judgments and you cast those, whether they are about yourself or someone else that you see on the street. It's because you've been influenced to believe that that is the case. And so what we're here to do today is to challenge those beliefs and challenge those thoughts that that that's not really what health is and what are the things that we really need to look at when it comes to like what truly does health mean like because it's not what i was taught in school it's probably i'll let serena speak to her experience but it's not what i was taught in school and it's so much deeper than that. It's it's so much deeper than the surface level that we've been taught. And that's what we really want you to understand today because I think for the longest time, like I'll just speak from my personal experience, but I thought that I was healthy because I looked a specific way, I exercised a specific way, and I ate a specific way. And the reality is like that actually wasn't very healthy because my mind and my spirit were not healthy. And I would even argue I don't think my body was all that healthy either. But like 
I I think that there is this disconnection that's happening and we need to connect all of those pieces back together. A hundred percent. I think the disconnect is the biggest thing that like the pop culture or the diet culture is getting wrong. And it's this idea that mental health can be sacrificed because no, you know, no rest days, no days off, like go big or go home. Like all this like very intense and critical and, you know, extremely opinionated, um, you know, ideas around what a healthy body looks like. And so if you are born with a genetic blueprint, um, right, this is something that is outside of your control that does not allow your body to achieve the physique that your brain has decided is the healthy one. And right. And remember, this is very subjective. Like Susan and I can both be thinking about like what we were taught the ideal quote unquote healthy body looks like. And like she could be thinking of like one person with a really thin frame and I could be thinking of one person with a really muscular frame. And you, the listener, could be thinking of a woman with like really like tons of curves. Like there is actually no like one perfectly healthy looking body because it's so subjective and it just depends on basically like who infiltrated your brain (laughs) and like who was in what's which body was in vogue essentially which is so gross to think about but yeah absolutely when I was taught what health looks like I thought I had to like eat a certain amount of colors from vegetables and I had to get a certain amount of exercise and I couldn't do certain exercises because some exercises were healthier than others and you know it just like super strict in my routines and the practices I was engaging in. And all those practices left me feeling depressed, anxious, and really obsessive. And obsession is not health. And I think this is where a lot of people kind of start to spin from making healthy choices into these like obsessive, really strict routines. And that obsession really does spike stress hormones. And I think it's really important for us to talk about how, and I know we've talked about this before, but the effect of stress on your body, it's not just this silly, like, you know, hot, like, hot, trendy word, like, stress is bad. Like, stress has full-blown systemic effects on your system. And I know you talk about this a lot in the fertility space, Susan, about how this affects women's fertility. I talk about this a lot and how this affects performance and how it affects um, your ability to show up on race day as, like, a healthy, as a healthy athlete. But it's because the effects of stress are real, So really when I'm thinking about authentic or true health, I'm thinking about the physical health, but I'm equally considering the mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I – when I think about what health truly is, I'm looking at like your mind, body, and your spirit side of things. And the spirit side of things, like that's where I know some of you are going to be like, oh, that's all like the woo-woo stuff. But I like I'm serious. Like that stuff – really matters. Like if you're like not tending to your spirit and not like listening to like what truly is like authentic for you, like that impacts your health. Like you guys, the mind-body connection is insane. It is insane. Like there's actually a lot of research that they've done on the mind-body connection that has shown that like, you know, that like people like with certain like mental or like mind concerns and then it like manifests into a body issue and like those are real things which is why we need to make sure that we're taking care of like your mind body and your spirit like it all 
it all goes together. It's not just about your physical body and the way your physical body looks. And the way that your physical body looks really has nothing to even do with your health and what we're saying here. But I'm also adding to the fact that there is more than just your your body health. Like it's more than just even to take it a step further, it's more than just your blood sugar and your cholesterol. Like it's also about like how your mind feels and how your nervous system is, like how your body is feeling. Like, and for some of you, like this might be really hard to like interpret because we've been taught to very much so focus on external and not internal. So we don't know exactly how to feel into your body. But like let me just tell you like the way that your body is feeling like when you have like anxious feelings or you have like a tightness in your chest and like that is your body's way of like communicating with you. Like those are feelings that your body is having over something and that is a part of your health as well. Yeah. I think I think that's really wise to kind of go into how we've almost been taught to numb out and ignore our body. So if I if I'm feeling really anxious and like, you know what, I can't go work out right now. I need to sleep. Like I feel really anxious. It's like, no, go to the gym, get your reps in, you know, like today's not a rest day. And, you know, when working with food freedom athletes, like what we're basically learning how to do is like how to listen to your body and honor your body and how when you're doing that, you're actually building this friendship with your body, right? Susan talks about that all the time and how that's so important for us to actually be able to build a a life that has balance in it. Because absolutely, things like movement and fruits and vegetables are really fantastically healthy for you. But it's basically what Susan's saying is like, what's your relationship with those things? Because how's that affecting your mind, right? Like how how does that affect your spirit? I think spirits are really – so I've never really thought about this, Susan. You're kind of giving me like butterflies in my chest as I think about like mind, body, and spirit. So I'm kind of – I'm sitting here and I'm like, so what is the spirit piece of this for me? And I think when I think about it, I think I get confused because in a way I'm like, I'm like thinking about it as mindset and spirit are like in the same boat. I guess, can you help me like kind of figure out like, how do you think about that? So I'm Susan, like literally I'm putting her on the spot right now, but it's so funny because as you're saying that, like something came to see so you guys, this is how this stuff works. So as Serena's like saying that something came to my mind and like, that's like the spirit side of things. It, this is, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. This is like a newer avenue that I'm learning about and that I'm diving into because, um, what I have found is that a lot of like my anxiety comes from thinking that I have all the control. And not only thinking that I have all the control, but like attempting to have all the control that the reality is like you don't have all the control. And like there is an external force that is like guiding you. So for me, like it's very comforting to realize like that there's the spiritual. So you have a spirit and there is like the universe, whatever you want to call it, universe, God, like there is this spirit that is also helping to guide you. And so sometimes like when I randomly have these thoughts, (laughs) I just like have to like write them down. I have to like follow the spirit. So I don't think that answers your question at all, Serena. Um, 
Well, I yeah, and I think it is I think it's like a little bit more intangible, right? So I think a lot of times when I think about this like I'll say woo-woo and I say that with like the most utmost respect, but like the woo-woo things that I I feel really strongly about like meditation and even things like um like ma- manifestation. Did I just say manifestation or I said meditation? Meditation and manifestation those things like I really believe and like affirmations and manifestations. But I also think I think about it from the perspective of like how it actually makes sense from like a neuroscience perspective. And I think I have a little bit less of that like spirit spirituality behind it. And like Susan said, there's no, like, you know, believe in the universe, believe in whatever you want to believe in. There's no way to think about this, right? There's no right or wrong way. But I think it's more just like the peace that having that faith gives you and however you interpret it, whether it's like religious or it's the universe or it's energy, like I think it's just that that peace that I get when I'm like, I believe that there are things outside of my control and I can surrender to it. And because being in control all the time is exhausting. And I think having an eating disorder like the 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 first thing that like I think of when I remember being that version of myself is how freaking tired I was because I was trying to be perfect and I was trying to juggle all the things I had to do to be the healthiest version of myself and how that's impossible and exhausting. And instead now having this spirit as as Susan's calling it where you have this like faith that you don't have to be the one holding all the pots because the world will still take care of you. Like, I think that's a really – I'm happy we're talking about that right now. I wasn't expecting to talk about that, but thank you for bringing that up, Susan. No, but that's, like, the beauty of this podcast is that we – like, you guys, when we sit down to, like, record these podcast episodes for you, we literally, like – I mean, we'll brain dump, like, ideas of topics, but then, like, we are literally just talking to you off the cuff. Like, I know that some people podcast and they, like, script their podcasts out and they have, like, a plan. Like, no, that's not what Food Peace Please is. Food Peace Please is Susan and Serena just picking a topic and just chatting at you and allowing you to listen in to our conversation. And hopefully as you listen to us talking, like, it divulges some, like, thought and consideration for you as well. Like, that is literally what we want this podcast to be. Like we want it to be very intuitive. Like we talk about intuitive eating and this is an intuitive podcast where we just like come at you and we just talk. So yes, I just wanted to make sure to identify that because agreed, the spiritual side of things is very intangible, but there is a lot of power in surrendering. And that is something that I am like, constantly working on is because like when you just like surrender and let things like let the chips like fall where they may like it's it's literally like beyond your belief I think but like let's also talk about how it feels really scary at first right like I'm just and like I still feel this way but like I think especially in the beginning when I was like I don't have to meticulously control my weight Like I'm just going to trust – and this is like – this is me kind of bringing the conversation back to weight intentionally because I think we could go into like way more important and deeper topics than just weight. But because I know – I think this is more relevant to where we started with this conversation of like having to trust the universe, my genes, however we want to put this, God, that the weight my body will become when I stop controlling my, my food intake, it was terrifying. 
And I think we can, I can think of all different elements of my life where it was like, you know what, I'm just going to let the universe take the wheel and like, I'm going to find the man of my dreams one day. I'm going to stop going on dating apps. Like I'm just going to let it happen. And it did like, and other, other areas of my life. It's so scary to let go of that control. So like, how do you, Susan, how do you help your clients? Like, how do we help people surrender? Oh my gosh. This is like, honestly, I feel like we need to have a guest on to help us talk about this. I have someone in mind that would be really, really good about this. Um, But it's really hard. So I think like the biggest area, like for me, that I've been like working on recently is, so I'll say yes, when it comes to like the food side of things and just like letting uh, like my body be what it may, like at, like at first that was kind of scary, but it was also kind of freeing in a sense. Um, cause I was like, oh my God, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Like I can just live my life. Uh, there's a chance I'm about to process something out here. Just letting you guys know that as we're talking about this. Let's um, go, Susan. <laughs> Okay, because there's a lot of direct correlation that you can pull from like moving away from dieting to like other areas of your life. And so the biggest like thing that like I've been making a lot of direct correlations between is like moving away from like dieting and wanting to like control my body and the fertility journey, right? Because the fertility journey is a lot about control and like, you don't have any control. And so releasing that is really powerful, but I've had a hard time releasing that. And in turn, like seeing how that potentially fits in with fertility treatment. So to be honest with you, I actually don't have an answer for that. Um, I haven't, I feel like I haven't figured, I don't want to say figured it out, but I don't know. But you're on the journey, right? Like you've made a lot of headway. I mean, I feel like we've been friends now for a little over a year and I just think about like talking to you last summer versus this summer and like you seem so much braver than you were a year ago, right? So like, yeah, I think I, I think we would all be paralyzed and literally making zero decisions in our life if we had to have everything figured out. Like it's not like we're saying don't start an intuitive eating journey until you've figured out how to be totally at peace with letting go of control. Because like here Susan and I are in years and years and years into like making peace with food and like we're still telling you like we get scared that we are not able to control everything. But like I, I feel like you've do you think it's just like – for me, I think it's just like – I think it was almost like a pros-cons list. Like and I didn't like sit down and actually make a pros-cons list, but I think a lot of times I'm like, here are my choices. Like I can be exhausted and trying to juggle everything and running myself into the ground or I can just say, Serena, you're a human. You're one human. You do not have control over all of these things X, Y, Z and all you can do is like – do the best you can do every day to take care of yourself or to pursue this goal, right? Like almost like breaking things down into small chunks. And it's like, what do I need to do today to like take good care of myself and like move closer to whatever it is I want to do? So like with letting go of controlling my weight, it was like, I've been doing this for years and I've never loved my body. I've never been able to maintain this weight that I really want to maintain without engaging in really unhealthy behaviors. And I'm tired all the time. Like I feel 
like I feel horrible. And so it was like, do I keep doing that? Because, you know, it's keeping my body in this certain state that I physically liked at the time. Or do I let go of it and like enjoy my life and like make choices that like actually give me energy and like feel good? And I chose myself, I think. And so I feel like when you're choosing to not like when you're choosing to be on this fertility journey, like you're you're being really brave. And I think you need to like give yourself a little bit more credit for that. Yeah. I think when I when you were talking about that, that was like reminding me of like there's a lot of things when you're on a fertility journey. And so if you're on a journey, you probably resonate with what I'm about to say. But there's a lot of things that you do to control. So it's taking all the supplements, which I no longer do. I only take a prenatal. It's um, you know, thinking that you have to like track your cycle, um, which I don't really do except for the fact like it's nice to know when you're going to get your period. <laughs> um, so other than that, like I, it's not like I'm meticulously like t- it's it's not like it, it's letting go of that, like needing to take your temperature and, you know, or use whatever devices. It's letting go of all of that and just like um seeing what happens, I guess. So maybe I'm like doing that in a sense. I'm just, I don't know, feeling like it's not enough or something. Yeah. But I think that's like really vulnerable and honest. Like yeah. I feel like as human beings, we always think we could be doing more and we could be doing better. And that's that's when I think we have to put on like our our self-compassion hat and be like, okay, like, but really like are you doing enough? And like sometimes I'd be like, no, like I need to start going to bed earlier. Like I feel exhausted all the time. Like I'm not, I'm not taking good care of myself. Okay, cool. Then we can have that conversation in a way that's like compassionate and kind. But at the same time, it's also like sometimes it's like, am I doing enough? And it's like, yeah, you know what? You actually are doing enough. And like, like life isn't going to be perfect, right? Like we're going to have the highs and the lows. And it's like, are you living in the moment and like enjoying the parts of life that like are there for you to enjoy, right? So like going out to date night, having some ice cream or like even just going on a walk and not checking how many calories are burning and just like being present in nature. Like there's all these different ways that we can experience health that have nothing to do with food, that have nothing to do with control, that have nothing to do with perfectionism. Um, I, I almost like Okay, so I don't know if this makes sense, but like I'm just going to like throw this out here. So like I'm almost thinking about it like when you're on this intuitive eating journey, whether it's within like the sports nutrition context, the fertility context or whatever, whoever you are, whatever journey you're on, I think it's important to know like if we're building the machine – right? The car, we're building the car and, you know, we want to put, you know, enough fruits and vegetables in there to have like a strong engine. And like, we want to make sure like you're getting enough sleep. So like you can like go the distance and have the energy and you want to put enough gas in your tank to make sure you have the fuel to do all the things you want to do. But like the mindset part of this, like the spirit part of this is kind of like the steering wheel, where like I can build this like great car, but if I dr- take my steering wheel and I drive it into a wall day after day after day because I'm looking in the mirror saying, you're not good enough. You suck. I hate this body. I hate you. You, you don't look the way I wish you looked. Then like 
is that car any good? Even though like it was the top notch car created, you're driving it into the wall versus when you have this like mindset, right? Your spirit, right? And you're driving along like the open road and you have like, you know, the wildflowers on your right and the waterfall on your left and like everything is beautiful. And like, maybe you get lost on your road trip, but like you're still out and like, this beautiful scenario. It's like, that's what nurturing the mindset and the spirit is, is like you can build this like strong, fancy car, but if you're driving it into a wall, then who cares? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly why we're just pointing out to you today and like bringing this home that like your health is so much more than your body size, your weight, your BMI, what you're eating. It is a mind-body-spirit connection, and it is really getting to know and understand your body and then also treating it with respect. And it's that combination of all three of things that is going to help you ultimately feel your best. I love that. Awesome, awesome way to end the pod. Thank you for joining us. If you're a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to freedom.fertility on Instagram to grab your free starter guide for food freedom, fertility, nutrition.